Welcome to the Comedy Here Off the Podcast. I'm your host, Kevy. This week on the show, my guest is Ivan Decker. He is eating crumbly, crumbly coffee cake. I'm eating a crumbly, crumbly, delicious cake. So, Why is it so good when the crusty part is like, the more it falls away from you as you eat it, the, the more I like it? Because it makes the snack go longer, and therefore better. <laughs> but then you have to like you have to like hunt down the little pieces. Like yeah, you then you look like a real. You're like, no, I'm I'm good. <laughs> I just love the bits. <laughs> you're getting your money's worth. Mm. Hi, Lauren. Come on in with your giant jug what? of water. That's okay. Is that a Miles Anderson sticker? It is. Do you want one? Yes. (laughs) Good Lord. I didn't know those were available. That was almost your roommate, Miles Anderson. Yeah. I have fake shark stickers on my luggage. But other than that. You've been a big fake shark supporter. You were walking out to fake shark for a while. Yeah. I love that band. Thank you. Great band. Love that band. Love to meet them one day. Yeah, one day. <laughs> if you're lucky, you'll meet Tony. So okay if I crumble this in the I microphone? Ins- I insist. <laughs> I insist. That's Alexi's problem now. All we right. need to get a separate mic for okay. <laughs> Coffee <Yeah. laughs> yeah. cake's all done. Let's get to talking time. <laughs> I'm ready for the podcast. <laughs> first things first, why do you hate three-letter acronyms so much? Because you can never... Uh, there's only so many three-letter combinations in the English language, and you can never f- tell which one. Like, yeah. if you Google a three-letter acronym, it's it's never the one you're looking for. That's true. You're like, ah, what does uh, <laughs> HCL stand for? And it was like, uh, hyperchlorine liquidators. Is that who you're looking for? We got their website. It's awful. No, it's not- I'm looking for heated, heated... Cookie lighting. Yes. Obviously. Also lighting. <laughs> it's a cookie and lighting company. Obviously. That would be good because you could save like the heat from all your lights could bake the cookies. There you're that's a good way to lower your carbon footprint. Well that must as a lighting company. Yeah. That must have been the original easy bake oven. It was HCL. Yeah. They did it. They're like, we're putting a lot of cookies on these lights. It always smells so good in your light store. I love coming here. What an amazing ruse that would be if your lighting store attracted customers by having cookie scent, freshly baked cookie scent, piped out into the streets. It's like Subway. (laughs) Yeah, that fungus smell they have. Do you think that's an accident? Yeah. That's marketing. They love it. It's like the same with uh, car companies, too. They have, like, whole... Uh, engineering departments making sure the truck sounds cool from from inside from inside the truck so when you're in your Ford F-150 you gotta be like I'm the coolest they like have scientists be like make sure it rattles through the heat system into their cool brains they're like yeah I'm the best I'm upset that oil's below $100 a barrel but other than that my truck is cool Hear it from in here. <laughs> yeah, shouldn't you not want to hear your own car from inside? No, you gotta you gotta remember you're awesome. Oh yeah. <laughs> Every possible second, you have to be reminded how awesome you are. I could use that. I really could use that. But uh, but I walk everywhere, so what do I get? A helmet? Yeah. 
That's loud. So, sounds like a, what? A sound helmet. <laughs> it just keeps like when you take a step, it just plays. You can pick which footstep from like a cool movie. So like you sound like like Mr. Freeze. Like there's like icy footsteps. Oh, and you're yeah. like yeah. Okay. I thought you were gonna say like Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. Sure. Could that would make that. me feel good. I think. Yeah. Or just positive affirmations all day long. Just brainwash myself. I with get so positivity. like. When I'm walking down the street listening to music, uh-huh. uh, be it Fake Shark or any other inferior band, I <laughs> I love you am so always much. Trying I love you to so like much. Say, I always like to sing along, but I don't actually sing. I just move my mouth. But I'm always worried that people on the street are going to see me doing it. So I always have to like move, I move my mouth, and then if anybody sees me, I'll just be like... <laughs> like I have something caught in my lip. Oh. I'm like... Ugh. <laughs> okay. All right. He looks great, though. He's... Yeah. I'm going to pick up my the the few excursions I make to the outside world. Just a sound helmet on. <laughs> I need dry cleaning. I like that you've you've just invented headphones, but more complicated. <laughs> you know, one of those sound helmets. <laughs> you mean headphones, Kevin? Ah, yeah. I guess we could do it in just <laughs> just the ears. <laughs> I wanted the whole head involved. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How are you? Oh, I'm good. Thank you for asking. That's great. Thank you for asking. It's wonderful to be here. I love that you and I are always uh, one guy's in L.A., and then the day that the other guy goes to L.A., the other guy comes here. Yeah. And so I just don't see you We're just really often. sharing. There's always one of us in one. We're just taking shifts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who's handling the West Coast city. Let me tell you, as a guy who basically lives at LAX now... Oh god! Bad airport. Yeah, bad airport. Well, and now it's they got so the new dusty. Everything about it's terrible. This construction, but it's like I don't even know what you could be building to improve this. <laughs> like tear it down and salt the yeah, ashes yeah. so nothing else may grow there. <laughs> even YVR now has like a big construction thing going on, but yeah. I think it's just parking, which I'm like, that's not that wasn't what we needed. <laughs> We didn't need more space for cars. You know what? The, you know why VR is the sound helmet of airports because <laughs> when you walk in, they're just pumping in that waterfall sound. Yeah, and the smell—they have smell when you come through customs. Yeah. They have the like foresty smell. Oh, it's like the rainforest cafe of airports, and I miss that <laughs> restaurant. And I'm I not afraid to say it. There was a gorilla every hour that went. Like, as you're eating, there's just a very, like, there's most of the noises in the Rainforest Cafe are, like, soothing birds, but then, like, every 20 minutes, there's, like, a mad gorilla, and it's, like, it's it's animatronic, and it, it like, jumps at you, so you yeah. constantly see people walking by with drinks, and it's, like, <gasps> and they're, like, ah, ah. Just once an hour? That's what it's like in the rainforest, oh, Kevin. That's, that's the hour ape. Yeah. Now we know it's 12.15. The ape of the hour. Ape of the hour. Hey, we're back with the ape of the hour. That's that the, sounds like a radio station contest. Tell you what it sounds like, the title of this episode. Get it, young Alexi. <laughs> ape of the hour. The ape of the hour. That's, I guarantee there's a morning show somewhere in America that does like, it's the ape of the hour. You call in, tell us who the ape of the hour is. Is it your boss? Last week we had a woman call from the carpet factory. She said the ape of the hour was her friend Carol. She got her hand stuck in the carpet machine. What an ape! Ah, <laughs> oh, Carol. She had to go to the hospital like a real ape. <laughs> Special ape hospital, though. 
They got oh. banana vaccines. It is fun being in the United States, but as a Canadian, it really it's really apparent how much of a dystopian hellhole it is. I know. <laughs> like, they are really putting on a show that they're a reasonable place to live. But, like, what kind of a country where if you get in an accident, like, say you get stabbed... You have to call an Uber. Like, it's too oh, yeah. expensive. I oh, know. If someone calls you an ambulance, you're like, no, don't call me an ambulance. I can't afford that. And then they just have to, like, take out Lyft. <laughs> like, hospital, please. <laughs> Where's that pink mustache? <laughs> I can't afford my own Uber pool. <laughs> <laughs> You get in an Uber pool, someone's like, I'm going to work. I've been stabbed. <laughs> don't worry, I got a plastic bag for the blood. I'm going to save it because I don't know my blood type. <laughs> I know, and it, it really, like, they're almost proud of how dangerous it is. Like, everybody in L.A. has that app that's like, guess what crimes are happening oh, yeah. near you? Yeah, I had an, a driver in New York show me that. He's really? like, this is what's happening all around us. Yeah. It was a, like this, <laughs> I did this corporate gig in New York, and I flew into Newark, uh, which is in New Jersey, mm-hmm. and this guy's like, the, the company had hired this driver to like pick me up, and so he comes and gets me, and he's like, do you live in New York? And I said, no. And he's like, don't be nice to anyone. <laughs> Especially not in New Jersey. And then he told this story about this rich guy that he used to drive everywhere. And he's like, this guy, we were good friends, and he was like a billionaire. And then he went in for some surgery and died. He died on the operating table. And then a month later, his wife married the doctor that killed him. And I was like, oh, that sounds very reasonable. And (laughs) totally not shady at all. (laughs) And he's like, and everyone knows, but they didn't like him because he was rich, so no one cares. (laughs) Wow. You know what I love about out there, too, is uh, I have a friend who needed a surgery, and she was looking up Yelp reviews on doctors, and the one that she was going to go to had one star. Oh, yeah. I know. It's so insane that there's like, (laughs) doctors are like capitalists, so they have (laughs) just like, there's bad, same as there's bad restaurants, (laughs) Yeah, there's just like bad doctors. (laughs) They're like the fast food of doctor. They're like, there's no line, but I'll probably miss a few times. (laughs) What can I say? I'm bad at my job. (laughs) I don't take it seriously. That's why, like, there's all the talk in America of, like, he's a really good doctor. You got to go see this guy. Yeah. He won't kill you. He's a Canadian three out of five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never even heard that in Canada. Everybody's just kind of like, yeah, I go to a doctor. Yeah. The doctor. The doctor. <laughs> yeah. Although I went to emergency once. I dislocated my shoulder. I went to emergency in Canada, and it, like, took a very long time. Mm-hmm. To get in, and that's like that's the part that the Americans always are like, "Well, there's big lineups," and I'm like, "Yeah, it's not that bad, and also it's free, so shut up." <laughs> yeah. But it was annoying that I was I had a dislocated shoulder, I had fallen snowboarding, and I, I went to the hospital, and I had to like wait because you have to wait in the triage, and like until you can talk to someone and tell them what's wrong with you, and then they assign you to like wherever you gotta go. Yeah. And. Uh, the person ahead of me. I'm like sitting there with a dislocated shoulder and I can hear the guy in line in front of me talking about his earache. And he's like, yeah, it's just like sometimes there's like, it like hurts a little bit 
And then the other day there was like fluid. And I was like, it's not blood, it's just like clear. So I just don't know, like, I thought I'd maybe come down and ask somebody. And I was like, my bones aren't attached. (laughs) Do you have your whole skeleton together? (laughs) I'd like to go in front of you, please. (laughs) I need to see a doctor post haste. (laughs) Oh my God. And then they took me in and they put me in this room and there was just like a, there was a woman in there who I assumed was there for a drug overdose mm-hmm. um, because she told me she was. <laughs> and That's a fair assumption. Uh, but she was fine. I guess she was just being kept for observation, but I had to share a room with her and yeah. the curtain was open and she was just eating a lollipop, like watching them try to put the IV. Oh in me and she was like because they couldn't get you know like if there's a valve in the vein they can't do it so they like couldn't do it here too valvey yeah there's a valve they couldn't do it on the arm so then they went to the hand and then they went to the other arm and then she was like they don't get that arm they're going to your neck next and I was like you shouldn't be in here (laughs) (laughs) you seem fine (laughs) yeah yeah take your lollipop and get out of here yeah don't eat anything in the emergency room (laughs) It was orange. Oh god. I know. <laughs> Better than yellow. Yeah. Who likes who likes the lemon lollipop? I don't think anyone. Yeah. No, I tried to do a joke about how green candy like jujubes and all those ones where it's like all like jelly the original jelly beans, not jelly bellies. They came mm-hmm. in and changed the game. Mm-hmm. But then they were also like, We cost seven times as much. It's like, shut up, you're not that much better. So <clears throat> I was like trying to do a joke about how green jelly beans, and this is like an example of the contrarianist society we live in, because every show I would have people come up to me and be like, I like the green. I was like, no, you don't. No, you don't. If someone handed you a bunch of red jelly beans and a handful of green jelly beans, you wouldn't be like, oh, green, please. (laughs) You just want to feel like a grown-up, and that's fine, because the rest of your life you have nothing. You don't own property and you don't have a car, so you think that you need to eat green jelly beans to be an adult. Just have red jelly beans. That's what we all want. Red, orange, get green out of there. Black is like some people really like it and some people hate it. So that I like that because it's yeah. binary. But green, nobody's like, they're like, eh, green. What was the joke is that sometimes they're mint and sometimes they're lime and it's unpredictable? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's rarely mint. It's like yellow. Yellow sometimes is pineapple. And that's like the best oh, thing yeah. that ever happens yeah. to you. Like, when you get a yellow candy and it's pineapple instead of lemon, it's like winning the mouth lottery. <laughs> <laughs> like, when you're a little kid and someone gives you a yellow lifesaver and you're like, I hate you. Oh, boy! <laughs> what is this turn of events? <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I think, I think when you start to go with the more eccentric candies... And you get a white one. And it's pina colada. That's a mouth lottery too. Yeah, but you—that's—that's that's not a common man's, you know. Taste. Yeah, it's not in the big five. Exactly. The big five when we were growing up. Yeah, lifesavers go on. Lifesavers, jelly beans, yep. jujubes. It was like red, orange, yellow, green, black. Sometimes. <laughs> I think that was it. Right? I, yeah. yeah. No, you're there's right. no blue. Blue is like blueberry or blue raspberry. That came on Razzleberry. Razzleberry. <laughs> yeah. They just invented a fruit. Like we were so starved for 
any other flavor that when Fuzzy Peaches came out, we all lost our mind. We were like, this is the greatest flavor that anyone's ever designed. But it's like just the sweetest, yeah. gross, syrupy peach flavor. <laughs> are they vegan? vegan? Yeah. Oreos are vegan, too. Yeah, they are. Which, can... What about Hydrox cookies? Are those... Hydrox were the original Oreo. That's the thing that's so funny. <laughs> so Hydrox were these Not a cookies great name in the for state. Marketing. Yeah, terrible name, but they were the same thing. They were like the chocolate yeah. cookies with the... I know, it t- sounds like they make bleach, but <laughs> they were like... People were like, oh, Hydrox cookies. And then Oreo came along and was like, we have a better name, and you're, you're going to be out of business pretty soon. And that's what they did. <laughs> you are going to be out of business pretty soon. Oreo is much better. Like yeah. yeah. Wow. I think that's fair. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I want to take someone else's idea. <laughs> I am the Hydrox cookie to John Mulaney's Oreo. <laughs> 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 okay, what's the flavor hierarchy with like popsicles or like freezies? Like, I feel oh, like- white. Everybody loves white. White jumps. Right? White's yeah. the top. Um, whatever one cuts your mouth the least. Yeah. But yeah, popsicle Pete. Those were great. The ones that you could break in half. Yep. And those ones, ooh, the orange were always one was very good. bad. Purple was good. Yeah, root beer you could find ooh, sometimes. That was amazing. Yeah. occasionally there would be a root beer one, and like they would put one in each box. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you went to the corner store, you'd have to like dig or like rip open new boxes. <laughs> not looking, he's like, get out of my inventory. I'm like, I want the root beer one. And yeah, I think orange was by far the worst of popsicles for some reason. There was no lemon. No lemon. They knew. So, so they knew. orange got demoted to being. <laughs> yeah. Unless, except for creamsicles, that like they were good. The orange cream. creamsicles are amazing. Yeah. The, there's a exactly. There's a Portlandia sketch where it was the different publicists for the different food groups, and Steve Buscemi represented celery. Oh, And nice. so he was hoping to do a deal with bacon, which was Fred Armisen. Yeah. And then. Um, I forget what it was. It was like a, a new hipster vegetable came in and was just like sweeping the nation. Oh, it was but like they hand- broccolini or something. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's everywhere. But now. it was it was it was directed and and shot like an early '90s political thriller. Oh, that's awesome. It's amazing. Also, Stove had a point the other day that. Um, gummy bears all kind of taste the same, and as do Fruit Loops. It's just Fruit Loop flavor. I don't know that each individual Fruit Loop has its own flavor. No, I think I don't think you can tell. Yeah, the milk is yeah. just fruit communism. <laughs> <laughs> They're all individual. <laughs> yeah, but it is delicious. I think the funniest thing with gummy bears when you were a kid was you would put them in your mouth and then spit them out to see how clear they got. <laughs> You're like, I gave them a bath. Look how clear they are. Because they, you know, how they're kind of cloudy. But if you put them in your mouth for a second, and you take them out. Then they were like, they were like a very uh, transparent. Let me tell you how robbed I was as a kindergartner. They about to. Sorry, you guys need to be my witnesses to this. It's about to get bad. Yeah, I'll Here's, tell you a story afterwards. Okay, I love it. Um. First of all, I said this before, but my kindergarten teacher told us that people actually used to live hundreds of years. So that was weird, weird thing to say to five yeah, year olds. In the Bible, they yeah. did. <clears throat> so okay, that's uh, how they begat so many people. That's <laughs> how you keep begatting. You can't begat when you're only living to be eighty. 
That's a hundred-year-old's game. It's not enough time for begatting. But she also put this glue on the outside of gummy bears to make it them into counting utensils. You know what I mean? Oh. I wanted to eat them. That's so weird. She covered them in glue? Yeah, so they were like hardened, and now you counted with them. And this one Gross. Eat Why would, yeah. would she do that? Kids did eat them. I guess them. so she wouldn't eat them. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure kids would try. Yeah, they st- <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's very weird. She's sick. That's a very sick person. Yeah. You know when you find out you're smarter than your kindergarten teacher? Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I still have it. When I was a kid, we went camping, and this guy who was like in the campsite next to us was there with his family, and he was like, Hey, we're having a big fire if you guys want to come over for uh, s'mores or whatever. And then uh, <laughs> we were like, ah, that sounds fun. What are s'mores? And then my dad was like, ah, it's, you wouldn't like it. It's like, uh, <laughs> what? It's short for smorgasbord. It's just a bunch of like olives and stuff. And we were like, oh, that sounds gross. <laughs> and then I grew up and later found out what s'mores were. And I was like, Man. hey! <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back in time. <laughs> That's all that was. He may have been a creepy man. I mean, he invited all of us. It wasn't like just the kids were invited. (laughs) He was like, hey, dad can come too. Bring your knife, dad. (laughs) I'm a real, I'm a creep, but I love a challenge. (laughs) I like to really earn my molestation. (laughs) Bring as many weapons as you can. (laughs) Oh, man. That was the main appeal of going camping as a kid, was you got to have a knife. Yeah, that's true. I caught myself with mine too. Yeah, we, my brother and I both. It was there was like a time. <laughs> so we, my dad was like, we were gonna go camping. Yeah, and we, he bought us these like you know those little tiny foldable knives that are like they're so small you can get them through airport security. They're like, <laughs> they're like little. And my brother, he got one for each of us. Yeah, and he's like, here's your knives. Uh, they open like this, and uh, this is how they close. And then within five seconds, my brother and I both closed them on our fingers, and the backs of our fingers were bleeding. (laughs) And we hadn't even left the store yet. (laughs) Both of our hands, like, he's like, okay, boys, these are your knives, be careful. And then cut to four seconds later, we're both like, dad, my hand's bleeding. And then he had to turn, he wasn't even done the transaction. And he's like, also, do you have any (laughs) band-aids? Same aisle. Yeah. She had some at the till. She's like, this happens a lot. (laughs) Did you guys go camping a lot as kids? We did before my parents got divorced. But then afterwards, there were a few times when we went to like, like solo camping trip with dad, Mm -hmm. which was always hilarious because my dad snored so loud that it was like, (laughs) I can't sleep. This whole trip is horrible. I can't go to sleep. That's a dad move to snore and know that you snore when you're on your back and insisting on sleeping on your back anyway and everyone just has to deal with it. Or he just rolls over. I don't know how it worked. It was kind of a, yeah, I don't know. It was also like my dad worked in the film industry, so he was like extremely sleep deprived all the time. So he can fall asleep anywhere, anytime. Such an impressive skill. Yeah, he's like the Incredible Hulk, except for sleeping instead of... (laughs) Same turning into the Hulk because he once said, "I was like, man, you can fall asleep." And he's like, "You want to know my secret?" And I was like, "What?" He's like, "I'm always tired." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So he's like, and like he came to visit me in LA, and he'd be like, "We're going out." I'd be like, "Yeah, we're gonna go in like ten minutes for dinner." He's like, "Great," and he would just like sleep for ten minutes, and just be like, "Time to go." (laughs) (laughs) Not groggy. Like that's years of that in the film industry is just how you train to do it. Holy, because he was in the electrical department, so his job was basically to show up before anybody else, wire up the entire set. And then if there's ever a problem, they would phone him and he had to be able to wake up and like solve this problem. But yeah. the rest of the time, he was just sleeping in his truck. Uh, I'm like the opposite. I'm like in bed at night like, my life's hard. My friend hurt my feelings. <laughs> Which friend? <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. It was me. Ivan would never hurt my feelings. Ivan's a very loyal friend, actually. I don't like hurting anyone's feelings. Me either. Have you ever with a joke? Um, yeah... I don't know. It's I have like stories that I've. I don't want to talk about my family on stage, but I'm gonna have to start because I want to. Like I was saying at the, off the top, I want to be more autobiographical now. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna get difficult for me because I'm gonna have to. There's gonna be some times when I have to like clear stuff. Uh oh. But I think it's fine. I don't know. My brothers would never like <laughs> yeah. did anything weird. Most of the time it was me. You know what? If they did it, then you have a right. To exactly it. right. It's a true story. Like oh, you're embarrassed by that thing. Maybe you shouldn't have done it. Yeah, exactly. When you were six. Also, I'm making money off it, so... Also, you're welcome. You're famous. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, There's a great story that Nikki Glaser tells on stage about this, like, she talks about her sister's husband being, like, a weirdo about something. (laughs) Yeah. And then she, like, finds out, and then she is going to talk about it on stage, and then her sister's like, you shouldn't do that. It's not... not, Like, he's not comfortable with that information being out there. And then she was like, what if I give you $200,000? She's like, yep. No problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Say whatever you want. Everyone has a price, and his is two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. He's like she's like, I knew they were both broke teachers. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell this thing. Wow, Nikki Glazer making it rain. I love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. She's great. I'm working with her on New Year's this Are you? year. Oh, how fun! Where? Yeah. Uh, Salt Lake City yeah. awesome. Wise Guys Comedy Club. Amazing. Yeah, it's That's gonna be so good. Cool. Uh, her feature that she brings. It was going to be me headlining, but then she called the club and was like, I would like to headline. The club was like, could you not? And I was like, no problem. I will just drink and MC the show. <laughs> That'll be a great show. That's yeah. actually not very much pressure on you. I know, it's great. I was yeah. supposed to be headlining. I am headlining the night before, on the 30th. You know that night that everyone goes out? <laughs> So that'll be exciting when there's five people in the crowd like, we don't know what day it is. <laughs> Where's the midnight countdown? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do we... you prefer hosting or headlining? Headlining mm-hmm. is great. Hosting's kind of fun for different reasons. But it's bad. Like, if there's less comedians on the show, hosting is kind of fun. Yeah. Because you can, like, watch. But on a long show, hosting's horrible because... You don't really have, if everybody's doing like five minutes, you don't really have enough time to do anything in between. Like, if you go to the bathroom, you're paranoid that someone's going to close early. Totally. Like run back. Or if you're not really listening, but someone's doing really well and they're getting applause breaks, you keep thinking they're done and you're like running. (laughs) Oh, they're not done. Okay. Like, you can't, you're constantly on edge for the whole night as a host. Hosting is the hardest job in comedy, I think, other than headlining during check drop. But, yeah. Or on the 30th of December. Or on the 30th <laughs> of December. Middling is the easiest. Mm. Middle, that's why middles always try to get too big for their britches. Because like, when comedians middle, it's the easiest job in comedy. Oh, yeah. And that's when they start to be like, 
Well, I'm the best. I should totally headline. I'm totally ready for this. Yeah. And I, I want to like. Who needs to hear this? But a lot of you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to bring people like that with me to a corporate gig where I have to do an hour in front of a dairy <laughs> farmers and they and it's like no swearing, nothing about marriage, nothing about divorce, <laughs> nothing about religion, nothing about uh, you know they have like all these guidelines. And nothing about the company, and you're just like, okay, here we go. And then you have to do an hour of that, totally clean, no opening act, and the MC is an old man who introduces you like, this young man has done a lot in comedy, but he's no Steve Patterson. I'm a nigger. And then I do my set, and then afterwards an old lady calls me over, and she's like, you know, if I don't, if I don't think you understand how to cook those foods correctly <laughs> making fun of. And I'm like, yeah, it's not about that. This is not a cry for help. It's stand-up comedy. Did you hear people laughing when I was saying those things? That's why I say them. Also, they gave you so many guidelines. Food was the only topic. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. And even then, it's their dairy farmers. So if I start dissing cheese, it's Uh-oh. all over. Good thing they're not oatmeal farmers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they know any oat farmers. Get them. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird, it's, and it's also like it's so hard. So it's very funny when comedians are like, "You want my job? Okay, yeah. Come to this terrible corporate." Yeah. I always say you're not a comedian until you've bombed at a corporate gig alone, and then you're in your hotel room at four in the morning looking up law schools. Like I just, <laughs> <laughs> that happened to me in Parksville in two thousand and. Nine, and I was like, God, I, think what? I think I'm ready to do comedy. What's that? That's like? when you realize you're like, I have nothing else. <laughs> What's that like if you are 10 minutes into an hour and you're like, This isn't oh, going well? It's terrible. You just kind of like go into the. It reminded me of when I used to go, I had a lot of dental problems as a kid, mm-hmm. so I would have to be in the dentist chair and I would be in a lot of pain, and I would be like, Just Try to move your consciousness to the back of your mind. <laughs> Don't pay attention to what's happening. And yeah. then with comedy, you can kind of go on autopilot and just yeah. like do your jokes. It doesn't matter what anybody says. And if they don't laugh, you're just like, I just have to talk for the contracted <laughs> amount of time. And then I can leave. And it's going to be horrible, but I'm going to make it out of here. Like, I talked to Erica Sigerson about it, too, because she does yeah. a lot of corporates. Yeah. And she's like, I just think about the bottle of wine in my room. And no matter what happens, I'm going to go drink that wine. <laughs> Oh, man, it's like survival. Yeah, it is. It's horrible. It's never fun, but they pay really well. And when you get the paycheck, you're like, ah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Like, I've experienced that kind of thing in a band. Like, at least we have each other, and we can look at yes. each other like, this is going terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the How different it feels when yeah. you're with somebody else is <laughs> yeah. like night and day. Yeah. Like, if you're with, if you, even if you have an opening act, and like, it sucks, <laughs> yeah, you can, yeah. but you can commiserate afterwards. Yeah. You're like, man, those people are terrible. But when you're alone, it's like an existential crisis, because you're like, I guess I'm not good at comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible at this. The How thing did I... this entire room hate me? Yeah. <laughs> man. I've always said a thing sometimes if I'm bombing really bad, I'm like, listen, I'm not blaming you for how poorly this is going. I'm blaming the last 1,500 audiences I performed for for misleading me into thinking (laughs) that I was good at this. (laughs) Please get them on the phone because they have pulled a big bamboozle. (laughs) They tricked me into doing this for a career. Can you believe it? (laughs) How dare they? Only you. You're the only honest people on earth. This 60-person Kenworth Trucking Company 
You know what's real. You're the only ones. Oh my god. Yeah. And then might I suggest a career in YouTube comments? <laughs> You seem to have it all figured out. <laughs> I worked at hotels back home for years and we had a function, I can't even remember, some kind of business, not a corporate, and they got Jamoan in. Do you know that comedian? No, Jamoan. Jamoan, maybe he's only big back home. Mm. And he's like famous. Yeah. Like plays theaters and then you're just like, they didn't care for him oh, yeah. at all. Oh that man! Much. I'm like, I see you on TV. I know. All yeah. Oh, I have that with corporate people when they tell me they're like, "Well, we had," and then they'll name a comic who's like very famous, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, "And he was awful." So we're wondering if we could book you. I'm like, "No," because no. <laughs> that's a you problem. If this guy didn't kill. You're terrible. Yeah. Obviously, the biggest problem in all these hotel ballrooms. And if anybody's thinking about having a corporate and they're listening to this, don't. Figure out the lights. That's the only... They, they can never figure oh out how the lights gosh. work in these hotel ballrooms. I'm always like, hey, are you going to turn the lights down before the comedy show? They're like, oh, I don't think these go down. Like, yes, they do. And they're like, well, I mean, we got an iPad. It's pretty complicated. Oh, we, Jackson usually does it. He's not in today. I'm like, turn them down and put on a spotlight. They're like, why? Is that important? You need the dark? I'm like, have you ever been to a movie or any show for that matter? You ever notice how the lights go down before the show starts? <laughs> That's how human beings respond to an event. So please turn down the lights. It's amazing how much you're paying me to be here and you won't put in the minuscule amount of effort that it requires to make this happen. All I need is a microphone and lights. If you had a magician or a band, there'd be all kinds of shit you had to do. But for me, they're like, ooh, these lights, though. <laughs> it's pretty complicated. We could turn the ones out in the middle, but leave the side ones on so you're dark and the audience is light. Is that fine? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be great. Oh, man. I don't understand corporate comedy and you'd be like, why? It's like the world. It just seems like a setup for failure. In yeah. Do you want as a corporate person at 9 a.m. to sit there and watch? Does anyone? Is that what time they do? Sometimes. sometimes. Most of the time it's at night. Oh, okay. But a lot of the time, the only ones that are like really good, and this is a great time to have a corporate uh, comedian, is when it's not all one company. Like if it's, like the Dairy Farmers is good because it's, an, it's a convention. So a lot of the people are from different farms they don't all know each other when an audience all knows each other it's horrible that's why i don't do weddings i won't do like you know when it's a when it's one company and they all work closely together in an office and they all know each other you're the only outsider and so it's a very weird experience for them because they don't want to hear somebody who doesn't (laughs) every christmas party at a company you just want to be like doing inside jokes and like i remember when this guy fell off that ladder That's all you want to do all year. And then make a move on the receptionist you've been waiting to hit on for the entire year. That's it. And like give away prizes. So to have somebody come in who's like not part of the family and just be like, "Ah, I hate walnuts. They're like gross. (laughs) But if they don't know each other, then it's good because it's like a sort of a bonding event. So in those situations, it can work. But a lot of times what I'll do for corporates, which I love, is uh, hosting things. So you like I'll host like they do an awards night. 
and I'll MC it. And that's easy because you only do like 10 minutes of comedy off the top and then you just like introduce people who are going to bring up awards. And in that circumstance, it's really good to hire a comedian. But yeah, most of the time, they don't want a comedian. I don't want to be there and they don't want me there. It's like one person's idea for like, ooh, what about a comedian? <laughs> and I've even had them introduce me. Like I did this one for the Parksville Volunteer Firefighters uh Association. I shouldn't probably be naming. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter. I don't care. The mayor of Parksville was there, and they showed a slideshow. They did like a memoriam of the guys who had died that year, and then at the van, and it was like it was like an, two hours of speeches, and everybody's like, "We really just want to smoke and drink," and then they were like. After they do the slideshow, they had like this screen where the projector was, and they just grabbed the screen and like did the thing where it goes, <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh yeah, one more thing. We're trying, we're trying something new this year. We got a comedian from Yuck Yucks. Uh, please welcome uh, Ivan." <laughs> I didn't even say my last name. Yeah. And then I get up and I bombed so hard, bomb city, and uh, it was terrible. And then the mayor of Parksville. <laughs> Came out to me afterwards and put his hand on my shoulder. He's like, better luck next time, kid. Oh, shut <laughs> up. Oh, shut up. And then his wife was like, I thought you were pretty good. And no, I was like, I up. hate this town. Yeah. <laughs> People don't realize there needs to be a correct context for stand-up comedy. Yeah, and you don't want it for an hour. People think it's an hour because they're like, I want an hour. I'm like... You don't. I always tell them that I do more jokes in 30 minutes than most people do in their lives. So <laughs> just let me do 30, yeah. pay me for an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody's happy. Because even 30 feels long in a situation mm-hmm. like that. For sure. Like, people don't understand that, like, contextually, yeah, like, 30 minutes, that seems short when you're like, only 30 minutes. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know, remember when you were a kid and recess was 10 minutes? It felt so long. <laughs> that's like 30 minutes of someone prepared, let alone you heard someone like talk for 30 minutes. Yeah. Not prepared, you're like, holy... Yeah, Christ. and I'm not just riffing. I'm not going up there being like, hey, this guy. I mean, which, <laughs> sometimes that's what they want, though. They want you to like talk to the boss and like do all that stuff. But that should be like a separate... Because that's a... Pr- uh, pay bump for that, I think. Yeah, well, if they want me to write things specifically for their company, I'll tell them it's going to cost them more. Because if it's like, okay, you want me to do some jokes about milk dairy people? <laughs> <laughs> really hung up on the dairy farmers. No, I, that's just because that's the last gig I did. And they were wonderful. They were, it was a great gig. I'm very happy that they had me. But uh, it was like, I just don't understand. I think it's because stand-up comedy is such a broad thing. And this is problematic in a lot of uh, elements. I mean, now more than ever, though, people have the opportunity to go online and see what this what yeah. this comedian does because I mean the, the comparison has been made time and time again but it's like imagine if you just booked somebody for music like that's crazy <laughs> yeah. right you have to have a specific you need to know what kind of comedy they're going to get and so when they get me but they're expecting somebody to be like Mr. Slick crowd work hey look at the bus looks like you can't all that money you can't afford hair is this your wife ooh plastic plastic like that <laughs> They want that guy. You sound pretty good at it to me. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> they want that guy, but then I show up and I'm like, I'm a nice boy, and I don't like uh, milk or whatever. <laughs> it's bad. Did he ask you out of curiosity if you drink milk? Uh, no, because I don't. Um, but I did. You heard it here first. Yeah, I've done. Yeah, I've done a few. I don't know. I like farmers. I think they're great. They're pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't. Yeah, it is funny when they ask me like 
specifically like subway almost tried to book me for a spokesperson wow <laughs> job and the new then, jared yeah well it was like guy on the street when you go up to people and be like hey look at that ham you know those commercials that nobody likes they keep doing them like who watches a commercial and they're like hey that guy on the street seems pretty into that sandwich <laughs> <laughs> they go around the bus station and they're like hey what do you think of this and it's just people being like Oh, is that ham? <laughs> and we're all like, oh, I should try that ham. <laughs> it's very dumb. Commercials really work. Marketing people are out of ideas. Streeters are stupid. But anyway, <laughs> they're. I mean, maybe they work, but they're horrible to do because as the spokesperson, yeah. you honestly like, you don't just. People are so out of it that they like think it's live or something. But, like, <laughs> That's so true. When you do streeters, all you do is you have a goal in mind. You're looking for a specific response yeah. from people, and you just film until someone says oh, the thing God. you want them to say. So, like, we want someone to go, the ham's really crispy. And so I have to go around all over the place and be like, what do you think of that ham? And they're like, it's wet. And we're like, cut. And we go find somebody else and be like, do you think that ham's pretty crispy? And then we have to get them to, I'm like, say it back. Say the full ham is crispy. Ham is crispy. And then they just edit it to be like, crispy ham. But they were like interviewing me for this spokesperson job. And then I said to my agent, I'm like, you know, I have a bit like in my act about how horrible Subway is, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, it's bad. I don't like them. Like, do they know this? He's like, just keep it quiet. <laughs> They're never going to find out. No one watches Canadian television. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you know what's so crazy is when that Subway had Jared as a spokesperson. This is when he was still working as the... Because he was like a spokesperson for like... Subway has healthy sandwiches too. Yeah, yeah. They actually hired Tom Segura to be that character's brother who liked bad really? food subs. And they shot a whole campaign, and then the Jared thing happened, and then all of it got canceled. Oh, no. But Tom Segura uh, still got paid. Yeah, he probably got so much money. That's ideal. Yeah. That's the ideal scenario. <laughs> When you get, it's like the people who like get a ton of money and then get edited out of the movie entirely. It's like, great, love it. <laughs> That's awesome. I'll take it. You know what I was just talking about? You and I were backstage at Comedy Mix and we were talking to Brian Callen. Yes. And he he came up to me and he went, hey, Kev, nice pants. They come in men's. And then he high-fived you and then said to, to you, nice shirt. You get it from a lumberjack and then high-fived me and he was just back and forth yeah, like yeah. lightly roasting. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, you just got Callen. <laughs> you just got Brind. I don't know how to... <laughs> yeah. The thing that was happening during the other Subway thing that happened only in Canada was when they... Uh, CBC Marketplace did a thing where they went around to all the fast food companies in the country and they DNA tested the chicken to see what percentage of <laughs> what? chicken was chicken. And most of them came out like... You know, because there's some soy fillers in there and like other products, antibiotics, but whatever. It's like most, like McDonald's was like 85. Uh, wow. That's some some of the other ones were like <laughs> 70. No, I think it was like 85 to 90 was the range for like most of them. But then Subway came in at like 51. <laughs> And CBC Marketplace was like, that can't be right. And so they tested it at the lab like four times. And it kept coming back as like, it's only 50% chicken. And then Subway like panicked and put, took out all these full newspaper ads like, 50% chicken is 100% a lie. But they never, Whoa. they sued CBC. But they ne the CBC was like, 
well, then do the test and show us it's 100. Yeah. We can introduce you to the scientists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> do it. And they never... It was like one of those situations where they're suing for defamation, but it's like, we'll then prove that it isn't. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. couldn't do it. Yeah. And so I think the lawsuit is like still in court now. Holy and CBC God. is like petitioning the federal government to be like, just throw the case out because they clearly can't prove that this chicken is more than half chicken. Can't you just change it now and do the test? I don't know. They can't because their supply. They have like you know they're beholden to whoever oh their suppliers are. It's such a huge chain. So like two hundred and ten million dollars. Yeah, two hundred ten million dollars. They're suing CBC, but like the case is gonna get thrown out because Subway can't prove that it's chicken. <laughs> they're like it? just what replicate it, yeah. the test. Well, it's like soy. It's all soy. Forty nine percent pillowcase. <laughs> <laughs> you know that uh, stuff they make those like yeah furniture. <laughs> Gotta go somewhere. <laughs> Press board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you ever work in the fast food industry? No. Or I, in the food industry at all? I did. I worked as a delivery guy, and a, I worked as a dishwasher and a chip maker at a like old-timey fish and chip place. That sounds We had to hand right. make the chips with potato. We'd have to like, wow. put the potatoes in this big skinning wow. machine. It was like sandpaper, and it would just like uh-huh. basically shave the skin off, and then we'd have to... like put the potatoes in this hand chipper and like put them push them through into this bucket I'm just worried about you hurting yourself after your knife story (laughs) did you ever hurt yourself there no but I had jam my finger but it wasn't bad potatoes are not that they're pretty easy to like squish through the only thing that was gross was when sometimes you'd get like a blighted potato and so what's that like well that's what caused the potato famine was potato blight and it's basically they look fine on the outside oh, but no. then when you cut into them the the middle is like black and dusty <laughs> yeah. and hollow and there's this weird goo in there Ugh. it looks like a wizard cursed the potato <laughs> probably did <laughs> and probably so did. you like You'd sometimes you'd put a potato through the chipper and it would just come out with like dust and then just like gross like Ruin husk all the... of no I mean we just take those ones out okay. throw them away they're gonna get deep fried I'm sure it's fine <laughs> <laughs> so that was the only gross part but um, the the stuff we used we had to use like um, they wanted to use like healthy stuff to preserve the potato chips before they put them in the fryer mm-hmm. so it was like citric acid and whatever combined it would ruin your hands oh. so we all had to get like Surgical gloves and then uh, dishwashing gloves and then duct tape oh them to our oh, wrists wow. to like form a seal so that our hands wouldn't it's like be like a hazmat totally suit. Totally gross. Yeah, fish and chips hazmat suit. Yep, it was <laughs> great. Real. Was your last day job Science World? Yeah, Science World was the last job I had, but I haven't had a lot of jobs. Um, people always are like, "You haven't had a lot of jobs." I have. Oh, I've yeah. had like the most. Really? Every time I tell people about all the jobs I've had, they're like, how old are you? You're like a 60-year-old man. <laughs> like, did you have, were they all sort of hospitality or were they, did Most you have like construction? Most of them were customer service, but I did do construction. I work, both my brothers are construction. They do oh, driveways. Right. If yeah. you need a driveway done in the greater Vancouver area, Lionheart Concrete are the best. Ask for Tom. Ask for Tom or Leo. <laughs> but they're great. And uh, Your I, family has cool names. Yeah. <laughs> Leo Decker? Yeah. You gotta meet this guy. I've only That's met right. Tom. He has a gold tooth. Oh, man. <laughs> so cool. Um, and so I worked with them. I did landscaping for okay. a while. Uh, I worked in a call center. I did door-to-door sales. Of what? Uh, oh, of like, you know those people... Knives. It's like stuff. Yeah, it's like worse than knives though, because like everything we sold was like ten bucks. So we would sell this like wooden 
pencil crayon set for like kids but it was like the pencil crayons like wouldn't write like it was just colored wood <laughs> like it was total con man stuff we sold those like shades you put over your windshield so your car doesn't get hot we sold a book of birthday cards oh yeah you totally <laughs> I think we talked yeah, about we this did. before <laughs> yeah so we we did that and we would go into like businesses it wasn't like yeah yeah and they would yell at us to leave um <laughs> My friend Chris was telling me he used to sell knives at the Bay. He was like one of those guys that yeah. does the demo yeah. at the thing. And there's like all these strategies we do where like to get people to come closer, you don't go like, hey, come over here. And yeah. if you look at them the whole time they're coming closer, they seem weird. Yeah. So you always would like reach for something. You'd be like, hey, come, come check, come over. Come, oh, come and have a look. So enticing. I got some good stuff. <laughs> so, and you, and, like, and you, when you would do the like pitch for like wow. to s- the price, you'd be like, I know this guy wants one. I know this guy. You're excited about that, but you're yeah. not even pointing at me. You're pointing, <laughs> you're pointing past. You're like, this guy really wants, and then you two are like, what guy? <laughs> I don't want to miss out. There's like all these weird sales strategies. Oh, the man. weirdest one is the flooding smile. Are you familiar with this? No. Okay, so I want uh, introduce me to Kevy as the head of sales. Just be like, this is Ivan. He's he's our uh, salesman. This manager. is Ivan. He's our salesman. Hi, how are you? See, that's creepy, right? Oh, I okay, love do it. Do okay. it again. I love it. Uh, this is Ivan, our salesman. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> all I am sir. See how you smile after? Yeah. You don't come in hot with the smile. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I've been doing it wrong my whole life. Why are you stop face? You just come in. You, you come smile in too much. And then as soon as you make contact with them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, that's soothing to watch. Yeah. It's yeah, nice. It's <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> I got to add that to my sound helmet. <laughs> You just bring me in to sell, to pitch the sound helmet. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> Let me introduce you to the sound helmet. <laughs> and that's a callback. So I guess we should end it there. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Ivan Decker. Oh, man, what a pleasure. Were, were we recording? We, yeah. <laughs> I hope so. That hasn't happened yet, but All who right. knows? Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, what's coming up? This is going to come out probably early January. Right? Yeah. yeah. How okay, early? So if you're listening, you've missed the show on the 30th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, there is a show January 4th. Is okay. I'm at the Vogue with uh, you know Archie and others for Yumi. the Vancouver Comedy Extravaganza. Yeah, Yumi will be there. Gavin. It's going to be a really great show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I believe uh, after that, if you are in, I'm not sure how reaching... Uh, what will be my next Vancouver date after that? Oh, I'm, I'll be in Seattle at okay. the uh, in the middle of January, January okay. 23rd to 25th. I'll be in Bellevue and Seattle at Laughs Comedy Club. Excellent. And then uh, I will be in Philadelphia at the end of uh, February. Sorry, end of January I'm at Bellevue. Did I say February? It doesn't matter. We <laughs> Just go to my website. It's all on there. It's uh, soundhelmet.com. <laughs> <laughs> and April 17th, Ivan will be headlining the Comedy Here Often That's right. showcase here That's at right. Crypto Floor Studios. That's great. Can't wait. I'm very excited for that. Also, I'm doing a show in my hometown of Ladner, British Columbia oh, on right. January 17th at my old high school. Oh, that's so exciting. So if you'd like to come to that, that can be found on <laughs> Facebook. At the High School Talent Show. Yes. Going to show those teachers I amounted to something. That's right. <laughs> Give me a 7 out of 10, Mr. Marr. <laughs> That's my dad's name. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Ivan. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
thank you for listening to Comedy Here Often podcast. I've been your host, Kevin. Make sure to follow us on our social medias at Comedy Here Often and subscribe to our YouTube. And make sure to follow Ivan Decker on his social media. We'll see you next week. 